You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a very special interview. Uh, one of a few interviews we have coming up this week with reality show contestants, but the first one we've had from the Amazing Race in almost a year since we had Courtney and Adam, the winners of Amazing Race season six, on, and we're here with. Somebody who's better than the winner of Amazing Race Season 6. No knock against Adam and Courtney, but the true all-star. Um, maybe the greatest all-star in the history of the Amazing Race. We have Martina Sio here, who of course is part of Martina and Phil. Who of course is even a listener to the Oz Network, which makes this even more exciting. Uh, and Rossi's here as well. But most importantly, welcome Martina to the Oz Network. <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be on your podcast. I listen to all your uh, podcasts for my season. <laughs> Which I can't is someone talked about me on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Which is fun for us too. You know, just before we get in the interview, because you know we've had uh, our show kind of spun off from Survivor. We had covered so much Survivor, oh, yeah. and it was normal to have all these Survivor contestants. And when we started doing Amazing Race, just a side project, I remember the oh. first time one of the U.S. teams was like responding to us and listen to episodes somebody listened to our episode and then when you had put up that you listened to our episode you know or, or responded to something we said on twitter we're like yeah. let's just throw a martina question out there and then it basically became a segment on our show where you would <laughs> answer our questions as the season was going on which was particularly fun for us oh yes i love twitter i like tweeting all the time maybe a little <laughs> too excessively my principal unfollowed me well really <laughs> But then he refollowed me once I stopped tweeting so much. I think on the first day, I tweeted 42 times on the first day that it was announced that we were on the show. And I think his his beeper, like the alarm went off every time I tweeted. So I could see why he unfollowed me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, principal. Yeah. Well, did he at any point just, you know, reply to you on Twitter and be like, aren't you supposed to be working right now? No, no. I was on a leave without pay. So I ah. took a... I took a, a three-month leave, like April 1st till June 30th, mm-hmm. um, to have it filmed. Yeah. So you missed the end of the school year, um, but oh, yes. still got on the bad side of the principal. Oh, no, no, no. My <laughs> principal loves me. He bought me KitchenAid mixers and food processors. <laughs> yeah, he's so nice. Yeah. Well, obviously you stood out as like a huge character on Amazing Race Canada last season. You know, I would argue one of the biggest characters – Maybe the, oh. one of the biggest characters the show had ever had, but we don't really know. Like, were you a fan of The Amazing Race before you got on the show? And then how did it come about that you and Phil applied and got cast on the show? Okay, don't hate me for this, but um, I've never watched Amazing Race Canada <laughs> or Amazing Race in my life. I've heard of it. Like, I know my brother played a lot of Amazing Race like games for his birthdays. Like, he'd make his, like, friends take transit all over Vancouver and, like, do crazy stuff and go hiking and, like, gobble down 10 Big Macs at McDonald's or something. But I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I think one day when we were – when I was over at his place and we were just, like, hanging out as a family, he's like, hey, do you want to, like, apply for, like, Amazing Race Canada with me? It's, like, Heroes Edition, volunteering, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, sure, whatever. And my sister-in-law was making this beautiful backdrop for her um, baby's first birthday. So we just kind of stood in front of the backdrop that she was making and I was just like, hey, choose me, la, 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 la. And then we got chosen. And then it was 
my brother's like, you need to take, you need to watch one season before we go to the interview. And I go, so you sound like you know what you're talking about. I'm like, huh? Okay. So I watched season five, episode one, and I realized, oh my God, we're going to die on the show. Like, <laughs> I'm not athletic. Like, no, no. And it was his dream. Like, I think he applied multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then he's watched all the seasons, like, in other countries. Yeah. That's sort of where I am. I'm, I'm Phil in this scenario because, like, I have – since they announced season one was going to happen, uh, I yes. remember my wife and I were on our honeymoon in the Bahamas yes. and we were coming back and we had to, like, catch – in between flights we had only minutes. And as we're running across the, the Pearson International Airport, <laughs> I have my cell phone running, shooting my audition video, assuming she'd go on oh it with me. Gosh. And then she watched an episode of The Amazing Race. She's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so hard. You find yeah. another partner. <laughs> but yeah, you went along exactly. with it, though. Yeah, because I love my brother so much, right? And I know it was his dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever apply to Amazing Race Canada, make sure that your video is really funny and mm. really high energy and very, very um, explicit, kind of like easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rossi, you need to move to Canada so we can apply in the Amazing Race. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thinking about uh, it. <laughs> <I'll> uh, <laughs> now, you also uh, mentioned us just before we started here. This kind of goes along with the same, but like, obviously with past seasons you hadn't seen all of them i don't know if you've caught up on any since then or have you still only watched five in your season oh no 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 my brother once i think we got on like we were like confirmed or something um my brother made me watch all all five seasons so mm-hmm. i went backwards i think i started at five and then went from one to four mm. and then i really got into it um i think in the beginning i was just petrified and i got really stressed out so i started stress eating before i got on the race <laughs> And so, like, I wrote down, I weighed a certain amount, like 155, but then my brother weighed me before I got on. He's like, you're 165. I'm like, I've been stress eating for the last two weeks. I don't want to go on this. I'm so scared. I don't want to die. I don't want to get injured because, like, I'm very accident prone. Like, I've been in, like, three car accidents, a ski accident, soccer accident, ultimate frisbee accident, softball accident. Like, I've been hit in the head numerous times with a ball. So, and then... Yeah, so it was it was kind of scary. Exciting, but scary, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and on the past seasons, obviously, you know, people outside of Canada may not realize, but, like, there's a lot of semi-celebrity casting that goes on. Like, a lot of athletes, yeah! Olympians, like, Melissa, really, the only reason we originally covered last season, because I was so busy, is Melissa yeah. Hollingsworth was on, and I was a huge fan of yeah. hers, so I'm like, oh, i got to cover oh, for wow. that. And then you go back to, like, season one, like, Hal Johnson, Joanne McLeod. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much the most famous people you could ever have on a reality show like this. So knowing that this was yeah. what a lot of the cast was made up of in previous seasons, did you have any expectations that you guys would be cast when you did apply? When I applied, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it for fun. We'll never get on. <laughs> like, I never thought we would get on. I'm like, oh, crap, we got on? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. I, I never thought we'd get on. You know, Hal and Joe, I love them. They're really nice. I was just messaging Hal last night about his season and my season. Mm-hmm. He's very adamant about not helping other teams. But I told him it's a great strategy for weaker teams. Like, I assumed that we were kind of more of a weaker team. Mm-hmm. So if t- two weaker teams w- work together, we can actually um, outrace a stronger team in a leg. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were kind of banking on the stronger teams not helping each other because... I don't know. I didn't realize that competitive people, they don't like to help each other. 
And they're like, oh, I'm going to run my race. I go, why would you not get help? I always want help. And I always said to Phil, we would be more than willing to help others if people asked us. We just didn't offer help. You know what I mean? But we always said, oh, if anyone asked us for help, we would. Unless, like, we were the last two, like, on the leg, on the race, yeah. Oh, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fight to the death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rossi. Okay. Uh, You guys are obviously cast for a special, or the first major themed twist for Canada. And since it was the Heroes Edition, did you guys feel like you were... What was your role? How did you feel like you fit in as these volunteers versus, you know, the athletes and the advocates and all these coaches? How did you feel like you guys fit into the the theme? Yeah, like for me, like I never really thought I was a hero or just, you know, even like in the past when I used to volunteer, I never volunteered to get something out of it. I just volunteered because I thought it was the right thing to do or that was something that I was called to do, like um, just to help other people. But I, I never, I also forget what I volunteered in sometimes. So they're like, oh yeah, like, have you ever done this? I'm like, oh yeah, I think I did that like maybe 10 years ago or something. Or like, oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I did feed those people. But um, I just, you know, I just did them because I wanted to help people. But um, compared to like firefighters or RCMP or Olympians and such, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was a hero. He's like, hey, you, know, you and I have volunteered a lot. I'm like, yeah, I volunteer a lot. And I just assumed everyone volunteered a lot because when we were growing up, my parents were always volunteering. They were always helping Korean Canadians in Vancouver um, because when they first got here, no one helped them. And they said it was really hard to immigrate to Canada with no friends, no money, no English and no like family. So I always saw them helping people all the time. So I just thought it was just normal for people to volunteer. I didn't think it was anything special. But then they're like, oh, yeah, you're a hero. You volunteer. I'm like okay yeah okay i'll go on the show yeah 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 i'll go yeah just i don't want to get injured but yeah it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know yeah but it's, it's it's such an honor to be chosen to be on the heroes edition and a complete shock like a total complete shock to be be chosen on it mm-hmm. and outside of your stress eating and uh, <laughs> of the tv show what else did you do to get ready for their extra special training exercises, puzzles that you did? Like, what was in how your did, regime? Oh, how did you know? So my brother is like a massive nerd and like he's very studious. So he made, yeah, he joined, we joined a small group fitness like group for 12 weeks or something or two, two months or something. I don't remember. And then I, so I had to get a personal trainer and he'd make me practice running, but I go, don't worry. I can learn how to run on the race. Like, I don't want to run now because I don't want to practice now because I can just practice when I'm racing. And he's like, no, you have to run. I'm like, no, I don't want to run. So he would make me run with a backpack on or go hiking with a backpack on or, um, and then he got us a personal trainer and, I remember my personal trainer would get so mad at me. She's like, okay, you have to use like the five pound weights. on." So I use five pounds. Oh, and I'll try the eight pound. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should try the eight pound weights. And then she said, okay, let's do the 10 pound weights. I'm like, no, I don't want to do 10 pounds. And then she hit the eight pound weights in the gym. So I'm like, I know I don't want to do 10 pound weights. I want the eight pound weights. <laughs> no, Martina, you can't. So I ran around the gym harassing other gym members have you seen the upon wings have you seen it and she's like screaming at me martina stop talking to the other members i hit them you have to use the 10 pound weights 
I'm like, oh, okay. So I tried the 10-pound weights. Oh, they're not that bad. <laughs> and she's like, see, see, Martina, see. And then I used to complain a lot. Like, oh, this hurts. I hate this. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm dying. And she's like, Martina, you need to use positive language in the gym. Because there's like six people in the group. It was like me, my brother, his wife, sister-in-law, and then just two, two strangers that joined the, the small group training sessions that we signed up for like two months or something. I don't know. And so while we were training, I would complain a lot. She's like, you got to change your, transform your vocabulary to positive language. I'm like, my muscles are feeling very warm. I'm so happy to be here on a Saturday morning early at 8 a.m., really far from my house <laughs> and that my brother paid for it. You know, like, so like, I don't know. So, yeah. And then we also studied maps. So we got a Canada map and a world map and we mapped out everywhere that they, they've already had gone to. Mm-hmm. And we kind of guessed where we may be going in our season. And I chose West Coast. So I did choose kind of like Vancouver Island, Squamish. So I was like, oh, I was right. I knew where we were going to start. Like, I had a good guess in Victoria. Yeah, so I kind of guessed that. Mm-hmm. You can ask Phil. He may not remember. Yeah. I just find it funny <laughs> you running around the gym, uh, probably exerting more energy looking for those eight-pound weights than you would have by lifting the 10-pounders. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my! And then like there were a couple times I missed like the Saturday morning, and then the other people were like, "Oh, you were so boring without you." And the time <laughs> went by so slow. But when you're there, it goes by so much faster. And I make these really funny faces, like angry faces, when I'm like lifting weights. Yeah, mm-hmm. good times. Yeah, it's funny because like I think one of the things that first endeared you to the audience, and at least with us on the show, was like all the way back yeah. in episode one, where yeah. one of the first things you said was, you know, I, I don't really feel like I'm cut out for this physical stuff. I, I, bring me some cooking challenges or some sewing challenges. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. then in the first episode, you have to climb this massive 80-foot pole. Oh, my God. So, I mean, Jesus. You, the way that they worked was obviously there was a roadblock first where Phil did the first one. And obviously on Amazing Race, there's usually one roadblock. Mm. And then the next episode, you have to do another. But here you're thrown into okay, we're not even at the pit stop yet, and I have to do a roadblock too. You have no choice. It has to be you when this mm-hmm. is 80-foot pole. Mm-hmm. Did actually finishing that give you like a boost of confidence? Were you able to get through more of the race and you realize, hey, I didn't die and I did one of the toughest things on here? Yeah. You know, when I when I studied the other previous five seasons, I always realized that the first challenge on the first episode, the roadblock is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew right away that once we started the race, I'm like, you're doing the first one. I didn't tell him that, but when we got there, I'm like, you're doing it. And like, my brother wanted to do every challenge. Personally, I wanted to do as little challenges as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I want to do them all. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of them, but I'll go along with you. And with the 80 foot pole, I, I'm kind of ADHD. So when I was on the pole, I'm like, oh, look, there's a cute little house over there. Oh my God, my arms hurt. Oh no, now it's getting cold. <laughs> the higher you get, the colder it gets. Like the wind is windier. I'm like, oh no, my arms hurt. Oh, look at the sunset over there. Or like, so I kind of went, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to die. But yeah, but when I got to the top, I really was very surprised I made it because I'm going to be honest, maybe a thousand times I thought about taking a penalty. Really? I'm like, oh, you know what? I, and my brother asked me, he's like, you know, if you were going to take like a three-hour penalty, you would have told me, right? You would have discussed it with me on the poll. I'm like, no, I was just going to go limp. And he's like, what? You weren't going to even ask me if you could take a penalty or like tell me beforehand? that No, I was just going to just let, you know, all four limbs go limp and just hang <laughs> off of it like a spider. And he's like, 
oh my god thank god you didn't take a penalty because you know you saw the end of that first leg the pit stop there's like five of us on the pit stop like minutes from each other it was like super intense but yeah after i climbed the pole i realized i could do a lot more than i thought i could and Mm. i'm i'm really surprised that i finished it but one thing i learned from the race is that i can do a lot more than i thought i could because I'm more like the type of person, oh, I can't do that. No, I'm too short. Oh, no, I'm too overweight. No, I'm too slow. Oh, I'm not smart enough. And then I tell my students, if your home ec teacher can do this, you can do so much more than me. Mm-hmm. And so I tell my kids that all the time. But I'm just, yeah, I was pretty shocked that I made it. And the higher you go, the scarier it gets and the windier it gets and the more tired you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kwame came and did it so quickly. But around the time that he came it was almost like perfect timing i was about to give up and then i heard him like just like a monster just coming up that pole and so i started copying so i tried to pretend that i'm Kwame, but like he came at the perfect time like i was at i was at a point where i was just gonna just give up but hearing him come and just charging at it it gave me that extra inertia that push Mm -hmm. to make the last like 10% of the poll yeah since most of it is in Canada you are more likely to have traveled to these places were you familiar with any of the cities that you traveled to and the places and did you feel like oh I I've been there so I know more about it like how did you know deal with that kind of part of the race okay so the racers were kind of talking like you think you have a hometown advantage you almost kind of screw up a little bit when you're in your home. We actually kind of got lost in Vancouver. Like, if you notice, we were the first ones on the ferry and first ones off the ferry. But we were not the first ones to sign up at the gondola, um, to the Sea to Sky gondola. Like, it was Happy and Chewy, then Nancy and Melissa. But as we kind of got a little, I guess, overconfident or cocky. And so, but maybe it was a good thing because, like, Kwame believes in that curse like the sign up first curse or something Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you saw that on social media people who sign up to the board first tend to get eliminated so maybe it was a good thing that we didn't sign up first because happy and chewy signed up first and then got eliminated that leg but um yeah i've been to squamish i've been to victoria that's why we got to the the ferries first i've been to salt spring island before i've been to winnipeg so i've been to the museum so that was we, my brother and I strategized before we got to the museum what to do. And, like, I can't run. Like, I literally, I was the slowest runner out of, like, 20 of us, you know. Um, the Olympian, Melissa, could hop faster on one leg than I could <laughs> running with two healthy legs. And she's an Olympian. Like, so, um, yeah. So, you know, I, we kind of figured that out. Like, yeah, it really did help being in places that we've been to before. Mm-hmm. does that answer your question i'm sure it does right rossi oh yeah sorry i was (laughs) i was uh waiting for colin to say something thinking that he was gonna ask the next question but obviously not go right ahead i'll give you your choice (laughs) but yes it does answer her question (laughs) oh okay good good yeah now obviously the other part of the race is outside of canada since you guys went to Indonesia and then Mexico. Yes. Is there any outside? Maybe you can't tell us. Maybe this is not disclosure. Maybe it's a waste of my mm-hmm. time. But is there anything about like the differences of the culture and the countries that maybe didn't make it to air or things that you just thought were so funny that you went over there and that was crazy, whether it was 
the cabs, the navigation, the, the languages, anything like that that you could share? Okay, so luckily for Phil and I, we did not disclose this with other racers during while we were racing. But, you know, after it ended, I'm like, surprise, I'm like 41 and he's 38. And we have like five degrees between us. And we've been to 42 countries together, like, like between us. And they're like, what? Are you like a spy, like a <laughs> Russian spy or like an undercover agent? I'm like, no, because I think most of them thought I was in my 20s. And uh, that I, we hadn't traveled much. We didn't say that we traveled much. But because we traveled so much, um, just between between us, um, I think international flights were a lot easier for us than those who've never traveled before. Mm. So we did have an advantage. Like, my brother and I have been to Asia so many times. Not particularly Indonesia, but because we've been to, like, I've been to Taiwan, Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, and, like, Thailand. And, like, he's been everywhere like he's traveled so much more than me um going international i don't think it was a disadvantage it was definitely an advantage for us versus those who haven't traveled much um so that was really great so when we went to indonesia that was awesome i've never been to mexico really like um i've been to tijuana for a day with my family but you know going to mexico it wasn't super scary or it wasn't super hard we we were able to navigate even though i don't speak any spanish or my brother doesn't speak any spanish but because we did that have that advantage of traveling a lot um i think it started when we were 14 my parents took us on a around the world trip where i think we were able to go to five destinations or six destinations like starting from vancouver then we went to korea taiwan hong kong japan la and then back to vancouver i think that really grew our love for travel so i was 14 i think phil me had been like what's 14 minus three? Oh, he was 11 so like, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, the yeah. numbers guy right <laughs> you know but you know what i got 92 percent on my math 12 provincial i just don't remember much because you know that was like 25 years ago but yeah <laughs> But my brother's a detailed-oriented one. I'm more like the feelings person. Like, I'm the emotional one, you know. I feel people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like the bigger picture person, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you said you almost took a penalty on that first leg. But by not doing that, you guys stuck around pretty much all the way till the end. And just before we get to this question, it's a funny story. Well, I think you probably heard it on the podcast last year. Mm-hmm. Um, our other co-host, Jared, who's mm-hmm. in Australia, hadn't seen it. And Ben, who joined us for a few episodes and you actually met him, mm-hmm. uh, he s- inadvertently spoiled your exit for Jared, which <laughs> resulted in, I think in our finale recap, Jared, who's the nicest guy ever, just mm-hmm. completely yelling at Ben saying, you spoiled the best contestant oh, no. going home. <laughs> it's like, I've muted Why you on social you media. Her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you, you did last all the way up until the second last episode. So yes. fourth place overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you eventually did see the finale, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything that you saw where you're like, oh, you know, it, it, we would have dominated on this one or the other way around. Was there anything you saw in the finale where you're like, you know, I- I'm actually glad we didn't have to do that. We probably wouldn't have, you know, come out as good as we did. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, I think everything happens for a reason. And Phil thinks the same way. Like, he's like, oh, we should have, we could have won. And like, you know, da-da-da. and I'm like, well, we could have gotten really injured. Like, I don't know if you saw that Taylor hit his face on the yeah. ice. And like, if that had been me, what if, like, Taylor's a lot taller and stronger and younger than me. Like, let's say I had done the art challenge in my, in my, in the, the leg that we were eliminated on. My brother would have done 
the what's it called the air airport thing the memory thing the challenge mm-hmm. like yeah. repeating it and then I would have had to done that like do the kind of like the doggy and then taking the sled and then mm-hmm. smashing my face on the ice like so maybe it was a good thing like I'm like oh maybe we weren't meant to supposed to go in the finals because you know I could have gotten seriously injured or you could have gotten seriously injured and he's like yeah I know I know but he obviously wanted to do everything he wanted to do every leg a part of me was like oh I'm so tired I can sleep now <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but yes I'm sad too that we didn't make it to the finale oh we could have won but you know I think Courtney and Adam were meant to win and we were meant to be um, taken off I guess on the penultimate leg and so many parents came up to me you know Martina I really want to thank you because when you were eliminated you were just so thankful to have participated. And it was such an honor and a privilege to be part of the race. And like, you know, my kid is such a sore loser or throws tantrums when they lose their like soccer game or hockey game. And they're really upset. And like, I, you were such a great example for my kids on TV. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like if that was my sole purpose to be on the race, to teach kids great sportsmanship and how to lose gracefully and just to be thankful that we were part of the game, I think, I did my part in that mm. in that aspect for the universe. And then, <laughs> and then I talked to some of my friends. They're like, oh, my God, Martina, you know, when my kids saw you, you know, get eliminated, they turned off the TV, chucked the remote at the TV, and started crying <laughs> hysterically, and they refused to watch the finale. And I'm like, oh, good God. Like, that's not what I wanted. Like, <laughs> like we don't even know who. We don't even care who won. I'm like, oh, no, no, don't cry. I'm sorry for letting your kids down. Why did I have to be so likable? <laughs> I was like, dang it. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, I hope they didn't break your TV with the remote control throwing. Like, mm. yeah. So it was, you know, different different responses by different people. But, you know, if, if we were only meant to help one kid in Canada, you know, to learn sportsmanship and how to be thankful to be part of the game, um, you know, it's, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, kind of aside. Oh, you go ahead, Rossi. I wanted to kind of going off that. I just wanted to ask, you know, since Phil was this big fan, and you talk about almost just making the finale and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How well did he think you guys would do? Did you guys think you would be first out or something like that, or would you guys think you were going to win? Or like, how how did you guys before going in? How did you guys think you would last? Okay, so my brother. Wow, you know, like. We talked about, we talked a lot after the race. Like, I have to admit, like, I probably called him at 10 a.m., 10 p.m. every night for a really long time just to go over the race um, and just to dissect everything. And I asked him, like, you know, when you first met everyone, what was your first impression? And he's like, yeah, we got this. We can win this. When I saw the other 18 um, racers, he's like, we got this. We can win it. And he goes, what did you think? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the shortest, fattest, slowest person out of all 20 of us. And I don't want to die. And like, (laughs) we're not going to win. And he's like, how he's like, I spent so much of the race trying to convince you that we could win. And I'm like, yes, yes, you did. And he's like, why didn't you believe in us? I'm like, because I'm not athletic. But you know what? With the race, you don't necessarily have to be super athletic. You just have to be very smart and strategic. You could actually like, no, walk the race and stay calm but if you just stay cool-headed and don't freak out you could still win the race like because a lot of people do freak out like if you notice yeah when you watch 
previous and current season. So uh, some of it has to do with luck, some of it has to do with strategy, and some of it has to stay like just staying calm and collective. You know, try not to freak out too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, on top the... of oh yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, on top of that, my brother read like a strategy book, like a game strategy book or something, um, prior to going on the race. So I think that helped a lot. I did not read this book. By the way, <laughs> you're still <laughs> looking for the eight pound weights. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, where's the eight pound weights? Have you seen the eight pound weights? I don't want to use a ten pounds. And then, and then, and then, you know, I'm, I met like, who did I meet? I, I met like Corey and Ivana. Corey's mm. bicep is the size of my head. <laughs> oh my god, I have bat wings. Like, oh my god, yeah. But yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Obviously, we already mentioned, you know, you were very involved, you know, uh, answering our questions every week on the podcast, mm-hmm. listening to us, you know, um, uh, getting involved, uh, even just with outside of our podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've seen a contestant on The Amazing Race with so much enthusiasm for interacting with the fans as much as you had last season in a long time. Mm-hmm. And what I'm curious about is, like, when you're going into the race, mm-hmm. were you excited about the idea of, you know... Oh, you know, pe- people are going to see me on TV, and I'm going to be podcasted about. I'm going to be interviewed on eTalk or whatever else. Or, or is your enthusiasm you had for the fans and everything like that? Did it come as a result of the positive response that you were getting off of the first episode and the first two episodes, three episodes, whatever? Well, I think for me, it's, it's like um, going on to the race. I didn't know I was going to be on eTalk. I didn't know I was going to be on podcasts. I didn't know I was going to be on TV. Like I know I was going to be on the race, but I didn't know all the. Pre, like the pre and during and then the after I didn't know any of that because I don't have cable <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so I have to drive to my brother's house in Burnaby every Tuesday to watch this season's episodes and he's like oh well if you're gonna come anyways can you come earlier and put down the baby and I'm like yes like <laughs> if I can come watch it at your place sure why not um and I think for me if anyone has a time to message me on social media I think it's only respectful and also reciprocal that I should respond. If they took the time to message me or say something to me, I I thought it was very important to respond back just to Mm -hmm. be respectful and kind and um, polite. So I messaged everyone back on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like They actually direct messaged me, DM me. So Mm -hmm. I messaged everyone back, thank you. And then also on public, like on social media, I just want to thank everyone because I don't know if you noticed, even prior to being on the race, I tweeted quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I think because my my district is very um, progressive. It's very uh, technologically forward. And so my superintendent is really big on Twitter and social media. And so to I wanted to do that too, just to get on his good graces. And then I did my master's in technology um, because I know our district is all about technology. And then... I think I was already tweeting a lot prior to being on the race. I love tweeting. I love social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitter is alive. <laughs> Especially when Martina's on. <laughs> or Beamer. Yes. Yes. As we discovered, Beamer, mm-hmm. your dog, has an Instagram, which we yeah. we follow. <laughs> well, prior to being on the race, he had more followers than me. <laughs> and I told my friend that. Is it normal that your dog has more followers than your personal account? My friend's like, oh, I can help you. Just switch their names and then take his followers. I'm like, oh, I think that's not that's not uh, honest. That's not authentic. I'm like, no, I can't do that. 
Yeah. But now I have more followers than Beamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a yeah. competition now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we could go on all day just asking about all the different challenges. But there's a couple specific ones that we just want to get. It could be really quick, just a quick memory of that challenge if you do remember it, or you know any stories about doing it. Uh, I've got five yeah. here I want to go through with yeah. you. So let's start with one of the most fun ones: blueberry pie. Oh dear Jesus! I puke <laughs> on national TV. Who will date me now? Who will marry me now? I am still single, like a craft single. But you know, Adam still kissed Courtney when she threw up. I couldn't believe it. We remember. That is is true love. How do I find true love like that? I don't know. But, um, oh, my gosh. So I'm a home ec teacher, so I grade and, like, I assess uh, my students baking and cooking. So when I saw the pie, it was so beautifully made. It's artisan made. It's made by hand, not by machines. You can tell right away just by the details. So... The top was beautiful. They had large granular sugars, so it was very athletically pleasing, and it was very symmetrical. And it had a nice golden brown um, top, so it was a nice color. So if I was going to buy that pie, I would more than be happy to pay 50 to $60 for that pie. But that pie should have fed actually like 10 people, not one person. And I ate some of Phil's pie. <laughs> well, let's keep on the food and drink here, yes. and let's go with yes. latte art. Oh my gosh, I almost burned my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never worked as a barista, but we just assumed because dancing was quite intimidating. After seeing the Dawson Creek, like the dancing at the the dressing, we're like, oh, let's not do dances. But the thing is, my brother and I can dance. Like I've taken hip hop, ballet, tap dancing. My brother is a break dancer. But I think that first dance challenge scared us. So we didn't do the dance challenge and we ended up doing the latte art. And it took us forever. If you actually watch it, it's daytime when we arrive, and it's quite dark when we leave. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I love because it took place mm-hmm. uh, in my hometown of Winnipeg. Magic yes! tricks. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> very forks. windy outside. <laughs> oh, so was I'm it like, ever. Oh, there, there goes my balls. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And so we had to go in. And, you know, um, the funny thing is my brother and I were talking like everything that we did it was like almost like we had practiced for our entire lives so I worked in an amusement park called Playland in Vancouver PNE and my first summer job I had to make balloons and then people would throw darts at them so I'd be like come play my game come play my game so whenever I didn't have customers all I did was like tie balloons like blow up balloons with a machine and tie them so like the balloon challenge shouldn't have been that hard for me. I've never made, made a poodle, but I know how to tie a balloon. So that was really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Ben, who you know, obviously you met, he uh, yeah. co-hosts our shows. He was on for one the week after the finale aired, or I guess days after yeah. the finale aired. He yeah. came and he stayed with me here in Winnipeg. And I took him to yeah. the Museum of Human Rights and the Forks. And we yeah. went to the location where you guys did the magic tricks. And that was yeah. like the one day where it wasn't windy. So the, the most Winnipeg thing I have ever seen on The Amazing Race was you being closed down by wind. Because like we are like the windy city of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, when we opened the, what was it, the clue to start the mm-hmm. next leg, it was like in that windy intersection where like the flags were like Maine. flapping around. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, they were like this. FYI, this is the windiest intersection. If you lose your clue, that's it. And yeah. my brother's like, no, no, no. You know, I'm going to open the clue. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> I think he opened it or I opened it, but we had a death grip on that clue because mm-hmm. we knew that we weren't going to get another one. Yeah, it's really windy. 
Yeah, Imagine it was great, trying though. to catch a bus on that street corner, which <laughs> I mm-hmm. did for many mm-hmm. years. <laughs> Oh, that's very brave of you. Uh, here's one that was, you know, fun. This is one of the ones that I thought, oh, this would have been fun yeah. to do. The flight yeah. simulator. Oh, no, that was awful. I hated it. <laughs> like, we were there forever. Like, and, you know, like, I couldn't land the thing. I just, I couldn't land it. And, like, mm-hmm. my brother and I don't play video games. Like, you know, Taylor plays video games all the time. He did it in, like, one try. <laughs> I don't play video games. I don't have cable. <laughs> 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 oh, it was so difficult. It was, and I think it's like a sixty million dollar helicopter simulator, mm. and like I think it's like one of the only ones in North America. So I tell my students who play video games, "Hey, you know what? I played the most expensive video game in North America. Have you?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I try to be cool, but I don't think I'm that cool. But yeah, but yeah, it was it was very difficult and it was very very real. If you notice, Phil threw up. Because we kept yep. on falling off the, off the, off the building. Yeah, we were there forever. Oh man, that was season a tough one. six. Like I think we even commented the season six was yeah. the most puke heavy season of the Amazing Race we've ever seen. Yes, so much puking. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Actually, Sean, uh... Brent and Sean puked a lot. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it Sean or Brent? No, it was Sean. Sean. Yeah, yeah, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one. Hopefully, it doesn't dig up any bad memories for you but you got to tell us a little bit about wheelchair basketball because ultimately this oh, is yeah this was the end oh it was the end yeah so we were doing wheelchair basketball but we were very close to courtney and adam like we were ahead and then then we tied and then there was like that sudden death like one and then and then we got the time penalty so it happened so fast like it was like in a blink of an eye it was like over like we're starting the wheelchair basketball and then it was over. Like, literally, that 15 minutes went by in a second. But we were, like, like neck and neck. It wasn't like they were ahead of us by a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got a series of final questions here. These are just some yes. of your favorites uh, throughout the race and so on. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of alternate these. Uh, Rossi, yeah. you want to take the first one? Mm-hmm. All right. We got to know, what's, what was your favorite task that you did, or maybe not did, on the race? I think my favorite task was probably climbing the pole because I never thought I could do something like that and in my entire life, but I got to do it. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, along the same lines, favorite location that you visited in or out oh, of Canada? Ooh, Dawson City. Mm-hmm. Really? I love Dawson City. If I could, if I had the money, I'd love to take my parents there with like my niece and my sister-in-law. It was just so quaint. It was so cute. And they had such good food. Like, they had such, like, comfort food. Like, very very good homemade food when we were there. So, I really liked it. Yeah. Did they have a good blueberry pie? Did you get any there? No, 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 no. No blueberry pie. But Dawson City is just so cute. You have to go visit it. It's just so adorable. I would definitely go back to Dawson City again. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not the question that I have to ask. But uh, mm-hmm. have you eaten blueberry pie since? Yes, yes. You know that 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 episode. My brother bought like I think two blueberry pies, and we ate it while watching the show with oh, our nice. friends at my brother's house. Yeah, we took <laughs> selfies with with blueberry pies before the show aired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now now the question that I was meant to ask. Uh, yeah, who was your favorite team that you competed with on the race? I guess our um, favorite was um, Courtney and Taylor because we had the sibling pact and also mm-hmm. Courtney's personality is very similar to most of my girlfriends. Like 
Most of my girlfriends are very smart, very sweet, very thoughtful, and kind of more like on the quieter side or more reserved side. So I was very attracted to her personality because like most of my friends are similar to her personality. And also the fact that they were siblings and we were siblings, I think we just really connected on that part. Uh, here's a flip side of that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say least favorite team because I'm sure there mm-hmm. are none. But who? what was the team that you felt the most competitive with on the season where you're like, oh, if we can just get past them or if they got eliminated, maybe we'd be in a better position. I'm okay with that. Um, I guess the people who U-turned us. But, but then Melissa slept over at my place like, and she came and talked cookies like we made cookies with my students uh i guess like being u-turn kind of sucked but i don't know maybe them i don't know <laughs> but i i love melissa she's like the nicest person ever she slept on my air mattress in my living room oh, like, that's yeah that's like, that's really that's fantastic friend. Yeah. She's Olympic hero, like I said. I the know. reason I originally got into the season. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. I didn't even know she existed until I got on the race. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports. My brother's like, oh, those are Argos cheerleaders. What does Argos mean? He's like, it, it's, it's a football team in Toronto. There's a football team in Toronto? Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know what our advantage was with me and Phil was we have so much life experience, but we have such different strengths and weaknesses. Like what mm-hmm. he knows, I don't know anything about, but what I know, he doesn't really know a lot about. So that mm-hmm. I think it really expanded our scope. When you race, you don't want to race with someone who's just like you. You want to race with someone who's like almost like completely opposite of you. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So oh, you have yeah. a broader range to overcome challenges together. Mm-hmm. Colin, you and I would be perfect then. We yeah, would be. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Just got to move to Canada, Rossi. Yeah, come, come. Hurry up, Rossi. We're waiting for you. <laughs> also, you know I refuse to ask the next question. So. I will ask this one. Oh, wait, I... Ask me, ask me. All right. So we get lots of product placement on the Amazing Race Canada. Yes. Do you have a favorite product placement throughout the race? From this season or last season? From your season. What, what were the products like, that were on my the, race? The daily Well, there was contacts? Dempsters, which... Dempsters. Sure, oh, yeah, yeah. I love Dempsters. Yep. And the Dempsters. contacts. You have to tell us, did anybody on the race see these contacts as you were going along? Every once in a while, hey, look, there's some contacts there. <laughs> uh, I didn't really notice anything. I just noticed the challenges <laughs> because I'm just r- racing for my life. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see any products other than like, yeah, we did the Dempsters one, which I thought was really sweet because... We were packaging bread for people at food banks, which is something that I really believe in. Yeah. 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 And I really want to help poor people or people who are hungry. Mm-hmm. And obviously, segueing there, you know, Dempsters yes. has a big part of what you're doing now this year. Yeah, Because the, the race is over. But yeah. the biggest shock is, you know, we had yeah. lined up for you to do the interview. And yeah. then Rossi, say, Rossi catches it, not even in Canada. He catches it before I do. Yeah. Sends me a message. You're, you're announcing... Hey, we're doing this uh, taste of the race thing. Yeah. Which, tell us exactly what taste of the race is, and also how did this even come about? So we got a phone call and we're asked, "Hey, do you want to do this taste of the race?" Which is we make food, Dempster's food, like with Dempster's products, um, foods inspired by the locations that they go to for this season, season seven. So they were in Toronto, so we made sweet and spicy pork um, burgers because they're considered Hogtown. Then we went to Revelstoke and we made. They're known, I guess, for like their um, fish, like their seafood. So we made mm-hmm. open face salmon sushi sandwich bowl. 
Oh yeah, that's how mm-hmm. you say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a long word, but yeah. So we did that, and you know, we're gonna go. Where are we going next week? I don't remember. But <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, this was filmed a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then so we're gonna make food there, and we're just competing against each other. But you know, I repeatedly said in my season, you know, I'm a home teacher. I can cook. I can sew. Blah blah blah. Well, I sewed in Indonesia, like I sewed up, mm-hmm. you know, a blazer, but I guess the fans really wanted to watch me cook because I kept on saying I knew how to cook, but I never cooked on the season. So we got asked back to do the taste of the race, which is so much fun. And mm-hmm. we eat so much food, which is great because I like eating. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. I, I, I watched the first two as they yes. aired. Um, yes, so I, I think it's hilarious. Watch. Well, I hope you have. <laughs> Numerous times. Uh, but like you and Phil, obviously, you know, I gather you have a little bit of a competitive side against each other. Yeah. But considering you are the home ec teacher, yeah. like, does Phil bring skills to this that we don't know? Because it almost seems like it's maybe stacked in your favor, you know? Well, unfortunately for me, Phil is a very quick learner. He <laughs> He's very good with, like, and he's very analytical and practical and logical and rational. So, you know, he's very mathematical. Me, on the other hand, I'm more like become one with the food um you know <laughs> feel it you know i use my senses my brother is very precise it's all about precision and timing and um yeah so i don't know he he gets better to be honest like he mm. he, he gets you can tell from episode one and episode two like he there is a improvement and i guess in episode three maybe his knife skills get better i don't know <laughs> i guess we're just gonna have to watch but yeah it's it's, it's going to be good. You have to watch all 11 of them. You have to watch all 11. So this is going to go for the whole season, one per week? Uh, was I not supposed to say that? Oh, no, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm like, if this is just one of these things where it ends three, four weeks in, no, it's, it's just every, a tease. No, we do every location. We do every location. Mm-hmm. And let's be I honest. Believe. This is yeah. like you're on the right network. This is yeah. really your audition video for MasterChef Canada, isn't it? Yes, I want to be on, you know, <laughs> you know, it was my brother's dream to be on Amazing Race Canada, and I helped him get on it, and then, like, he helped me get on to a cooking show, and I just, I'm so happy, thank you, Phil, and, like, you know, I never thought I'd, I've always wanted to be on a cooking show, but I never thought I'd be on one, but I'm on one, can you believe it? Yeah, maybe this is my audition for MasterChef, yeah. I don't know. I, don't I read know. an interview with you yeah. after the end of the last season. Or maybe yeah. I saw one of your yeah, interviews yeah. at the end of the season where yeah. your dream was to be on The Bachelorette Canada. Is that not happening? Oh, no. So so my friends were telling me to do that because I keep telling people I'm single. I've been single for about three years. I tried dating in Vancouver. It's very difficult. And then so – and I tried dating a fan in September. That didn't go so well. Um, oh. so, <laughs> but um yeah i don't know so my friends were like oh you should go on the bachelor at canada i'm like i don't want to get mono and i don't want to get sti i'm a germaphobe <laughs> so like no i don't think so i like i don't know and then i i was telling some people oh i may be on tv again this summer and they're like are you on love island i'm like i don't no. know they're like, are you on big brother i don't know and my friend's like you should go on big brother i'm like i've never watched the show and, you and never like, watch Amazing Race. No, yeah, exactly. And they were like, oh, you have to be a little bit mean to be on Big Brother. You might be too nice. And then my mm. other friend's like, I'll give you a strategy how to win Big Brother. I'm like, how? Just stay quiet the whole time. <laughs> and then the loud people will eliminate each other, and you'll just slide through all the way to the end. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can stay quiet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that will be your challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to watching Taste of the Race for the rest of the year and the rest of the Amazing Race. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And- 
doing this interview, you know, we, we talked about doing this all the way back. We got to get Martina and Phil. Yeah. We got Martina at least. Yeah. Maybe we can line you and Phil up to do a full recap for yeah. us later in the season, something like that. You know, but it was great to have you on. I know Jared, uh, especially, you know, is disappointed he can't be here because he's traveling Finland right now oh, or wow. Scandinavia or something like that. But uh, I, mean, I guess he's probably on the Amazing Race Scandinavia right now or something like that. But uh, you want to give a quick shout out to Jared while you're here? Hi, Jared. I love you. You guys are amazing. <laughs> and thanks so much for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I, honestly, we're, we'd love to have you back anytime. Rossi, anything you want to say to Martina? Uh, we love Martina. I love you too, Rossi. All right. Thanks so much for being here, Martina. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.